I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 371 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. John Brinkus is the host and creator of the Emmy Award-winning show Sports Science, formerly on ESPN. He's also the co-creator of the groundbreaking series Fight Science uh, for the National Geographic Channel. He is currently the CMO of Killcliffe which is a clean energy drink company founded by a Navy SEAL. Killcliffe really stands apart from these other energy drinks because it's made with all natural ingredients and it has zero sugar. It's so popular with athletes and celebrities, including Joe Rogan. John's expertise is in analyzing the performance behind all things sports science related, aside from being a producer, director, and TV personality. Uh, John Brinkus will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with John Brinkus was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please visit my YouTube channel. Hit me with a subscribe. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And be sure you're locking in for tomorrow's podcast. Former Navy SEAL turned author and entrepreneur Brent Gleason will be returning to First Class Fatherhood for a special Frogman Friday edition. And next week is going to be my final week of podcasting before I break it off for the summer. And man, do I have got some incredible guests to close out this season of First Class Fatherhood, including comedian Joel McHale, NHL hockey legend Ken Danico, and three others. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out just who they are. And don't forget to take advantage of my partnership with Bottle Breacher this month. Bottle Breacher was founded by First Class Father and former Navy SEAL Eli Crane. Go visit BottleBreacher.com and use my promo code FATHERHOOD to save 20% off your entire order. All right, and as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with John Brinkus. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, Dad, today's episode is being brought to you in part by Bottle Breacher. Bottle Breacher was founded by former Navy SEAL and former guest on First Class Fatherhood, Eli Crane. Bottle Breacher provides handcrafted 50 caliber bottle openers made by active duty service members and veterans. The staff at Bottle Breacher used to use 50 caliber ammunition to defend our country downrange. Now they use them to provide the best man gifts, groomsman gifts, and promotional products on the market. Open your next cold one in style, and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 20% off their entire order by using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit BottleBreacher.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout to save 20% off your order. Believe me, once you see them, you're going to want to get one, and once you use it, you're never going to want to open another bottle without it. Go to BottleBreacher.com and use that promo code FATHERHOOD to save 20% off your order and open your next cold one in style. Joining me now, First Class Father, John Brinkus. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate what you're doing. All right, let's start it like this here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I've got two kids, 14-year-old boy and a 12-year-old girl. Um, you know, obviously, as as you know, all the dads out there know, it's the you know, greatest thing in your life. Uh, it's funny how your life just centers around what's best for your kids, you know, <laughs> like when you're in your twenties and even, you know, in your early thirties, it's like, you know, how do I make myself happy? And then it completely changes to how do I make my kids happy? So I'm all, uh, all, all about making the kids happy. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. You got one and one there. So you got one and one each right out of the gate, and then we're done, huh? That was it? That was it. That was the idea. You know, we had to roll the dice. We rolled it twice. and Just like you planned it. Good. Exactly. It was like <laughs> God said, you will have a boy and a girl, and that's it. <laughs> what what type of sports or activities are they into? Uh, my daughter's into gymnastics. She's she's pretty good. She uh, is just turning 12 and um, is doing really well. My son is into lacrosse and fishing and you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's fun. All right. Uh, John, if you could, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm best known as the host and creator of a show called Sports Science um, that was on ESPN. We did 1800 episodes, won six Emmys. Um, we're, we're very grateful. It was on, started on Fox, went over to ESPN. And, uh, you know, but I re- really am, am trained in messaging and media. Uh, you know, I've done thousands of hours of television shows. Um, I've done tons of marketing campaigns. Um, and now I'm the CMO for a company called Killcliff, the clean energy drink company. Um, it's, you know, founded by a Navy SEAL. It's run by a Navy SEAL now. Um, you know, it's, you go to Killcliff, K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F.com. Um, it's really solving the problem of, you know, crappy energy drinks that are out there with too much sugar and synthetic caffeine. And this is a clean alternative to that. Uh, so I'm really honored that, you know, the, the community and, and especially the company of Killcliffe has welcomed me aboard. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I'm going to jump into the Killcliffe in a minute. I'm going to include a link in the description of this podcast episode that'll take my listeners uh, right over there to check it out. Uh, so uh, along this journey here, um, John, about how old were you when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father change your perspective on life? Yeah, I was 32, 33 when I became a dad. Um, you know, it, it, the, the way that I became a father was interesting. My wife and I had only been married, you know, probably probably a year or so. And she was out of town and I was, we had a little two-seater convertible. Um, and I was on, um, I was on Main Street in Venice. Uh, we used to live in L.A. And I looked up in my rearview mirror and an SUV some dude was driving. He was on his cell phone and I, I could tell he wasn't going to stop. And literally I'm like, I'm going to die. And it, fortunately for me, the guy swore, tried to swerve out of the way at the last second, still ran straight on into me without hitting his brakes, spun me around full 360. It was a horrible car crash. And the only thought that went through my mind was I haven't had a child yet. And that was the first thought in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I think it was 31 at the time or 32. I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm going to die. And I haven't had a kid yet. And I called my wife and I said, I was just in a pretty bad car accident. We're going to have kids right now. I know we haven't been married long, but we, 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 there's no better time than right now. So, uh, that really, you know, sent us down the road and and, uh, you know, we were incredibly blessed, um, you know, for us, it was, you know, it happened very quickly and, um, you know, we, we first had our son and then we had our daughter a couple of years after and we're just incredibly, you know, grateful and thankful. Yeah. Good stuff, John. And I, I think we're definitely, a, I mean, I talk about the fatherless crisis that we have in our country right now, uh, where too many kids are growing up without a dad in their life. But on the other side of that, there, there's like this. Um, bad philosophy as far as towards family life and becoming a dad from a lot of the younger guys. They feel like it's it's not something they want to pursue early in life. It's something they want to, you know, it's not really on the radar. It's get the job, the money, uh, the career, yep. and all that becomes important. And then you see a lot of these guys that miss the boat on it. And when they're 60 and over and never look back and never had kids, you see that empty void in them. And it really takes a toll 
um, later on in life. So it's like really we, we, today we're in a society where people have bigger houses and smaller families. Years ago, we had people that lived in smaller places and had larger families. And I think somewhere along the line, we've got those uh, priorities skewed. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with you. You know, uh, it, it, I like I said, I was in my 30s, early 30s when we finally had our first, um, you know, our first child. And I definitely suffered from being worried, like, oh, my God, how am I going to handle this? I had, you know, my own production company. And, you know, you're for whatever reason, like we're really concerned about finances and we're and we're like thinking to ourselves, how am I going to afford this? How am I going to do this? And it was there. There were two thoughts that went through my mind that I thought um, that really did help me. One was, you know, here I am worried about, you know, how I'm going to figure this out. How am I going to be a dad and still have a job and you know be able to balance everything? And the thought that went through my mind was, you know, there are over seven and a half billion people on the planet. I can't possibly be the least qualified person. I may not be the most, but I can't possibly be the least. And a lot of people have figured this out. So that, that sort of put me at rest of like, I'm sure this is an equation that can be figured out because everybody does it, you know, all day long, all over the world. And then I had another moment when, you know, when you bring home your first child from the hospital and it's that very surreal experience where, you know, you shut the door behind you all of a sudden it's, you know, it's myself, my wife, and we have this human that's, you know, a couple days old and you're like, what do I do? How am I going to handle this? And it's, it's this in incredible, um, feeling. And I, I remember very early on, uh, my son was up, you know, at night, you know, crying and I, you know, put on my Superman cape and walked down the hall and was holding him. And as I was raining down love on my son, and telling him it's going to be okay, like it's going to be okay, as I'm trying to just soothe him and comfort him, I could feel God's love raining down on me at that exact moment saying, it's going to be okay. You're going to figure this out. Um, and it was a really distinctive, powerful moment for me where, you know, when you surrender to the natural course when you surrender to the universe, to the, you know, whatever religion you are, surrender to, your, to uh, you know, a power higher than that of your own, things do work out. They just, they just do. If you're putting one positive foot in front of the other, um, good things will happen. Yeah, very well said. And I think that's another thing that's been missing so much from our society too, is the fact that God's been removed from so much of it. And I think that um, we, and you know what, you're tied into this Navy SEAL community. I've been blessed to have so many Navy SEALs on the podcast so many special forces um operators and i think those guys get that service before self mentality drilled into them early in their military careers and the first time civilians like myself get that is through the experience of fatherhood and understanding wow i didn't know i had was capable of of this type of love in me and the first time i see that it is through becoming a dad and right now i think we more than ever we need more love uh to dominate our culture than ever before so um, I, I think being a father, being a family man, uh, being a faithful person, I think leads us in that path and it leads to a path of healing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know, when when you think about what role does religion play in your life? You know, I happen to be Catholic. You know, I got married in the Vatican over in Rome. And, you know, I feel very strongly that faith, faith, whatever your religion is, faith is incredibly important. Realizing that there is a power higher than that of your own. And I was really brought up under the, 
what I consider to be the true definition of Catholicism, which is there is no one right religion. It's just there's no one right way, um, you know, one right, correct religion. There is a correct way to live, but there is not one religion. And, you know, I think that when people realize we know we we know right from wrong, we know we're supposed to love thy neighbor. We know we're supposed to be kind and generous and helpful. We know that. And even though we do know that we when you when you don't have kids you kind of get wrapped up in yourself a little bit. And it seems like, especially our, our American culture, you know, bigger and better and, you know, being fairly materialistic, that's just the consequence of it. But as soon as you introduce a child into the equation and you become a parent, you know, everything changes. And when, if you have a hundred bucks in your pocket and you're like, wow, I could buy myself something for, you know, something that I'll use or something that my child will use. You, you like a hundred out of a hundred times you're buying something for your child and it brings you much more joy. Um, and really it, uh, it, it takes that love that you have for your child and you extend it out into the world. You become a different person. And what's interesting is when people say, Oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want kids because, you know, I want to be able to go out or I want to be able to hang with my boys or I want to whatever. It's like everything else. It's, there are phases to life. You know, you choose to get married and, you're not going out dating 10 girls. You want to be a parent. You're not going out as much like you're making a choice. It's it's not that, um, you know, people are scared of it, but change is the only thing that's constant. And especially when you become a father and watching your child grow, seeing those different milestones, whether or not it's eating their first solid food or taking their first step or saying their first word or whatever it is, it, it puts a completely different perspective on life that I believe helps in, you know, every possible, um, you know, every possible, uh, facet. Yeah, I, I agree with you, John. And I think, uh, going along with what you say there, I think that's our ego. It starts to take a little bit of a back seat once you become a father. And I think it was Wayne Dyer that said ego stands for edging God out. And I think that's what happens a lot of times is especially in this uh, world we're living in where social media likes followers, uh, we, we put the, uh, the stress on ourselves so much more, uh, than what we're giving. And, uh, and, and just like I had, uh, the Iceman Wim Hoff on not that long ago. And he was like, you know what? The mother in Baghdad wants the same thing as the mother in New York. Once you're a parent, it's a universal language. We understand what the parent wants. We want our kids to be loved, feel appreciated, and we don't want to see them harmed or feel, uh, depressed. So I think, uh, we're, we're more alike than, than we know. And it's that we're all really at the end of the day, we're all after the same thing here. All right, dads, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? Manscaped is here to ensure that your post-quarantine body is ready to make its shirtless debut. Don't be that guy on the beach with a bushy Chewbacca chest that's out of control. And chances are that Austin Powers sweater vest look isn't going to be your ticket to Ladyland this summer. Trim that bare rug down to size with Manscaped's third-generation waterproof cordless body trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. It is the best trimmer on the market for those in need of a chest shave. Don't take a chance giving yourself an accidental nipple piercing using a traditional razor. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners are getting 20% off plus free shipping with the code FATHER at manscaped.com. Did you hear that? That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using the promo code FATHER. And you can start trimming that nest on your chest today. 
And just like I had uh, the Iceman, Wim Hoff on not that long ago, and he was like, you know what? The mother in Baghdad wants the same thing as the mother in New York. Once you're a parent, it's a universal language. We understand what the parent wants. We want our kids to be loved, feel appreciated, and we don't want to see them harmed or feel uh, depressed. So I think uh, we're, we're more alike than, than we know. And it's we're all really, at the end of the day, we're all after the same thing here. For certain. You know, I mean, there, there there's no doubt about it. I believe... I believe that human beings are innately good. I just, I, I believe that. I just think that, you know, people have emotions. I, I almost feel like emotions are the proof that we're good because you have that, that you have a bad feeling when you see something bad or when you do something bad, you, you like, you feel different. You also feel different when you do something nice or you see something nice, you feel different. And the fact that we have those feelings to me means that we're drawn toward feeling good, toward doing good. Um, and that's where, where I think that we're all, you know, we're all, when I say we're all cut from the same cloth, you know, no matter where you're from in the world, you want what's best for, not, I mean, obviously you want what's best for your family and your kids, but you want what's best for the world. You want, you want to emanate positive energy because positive energy begets positive energy. And when you become a parent, you know, you really, um, get to learn that every second of every day of how do I love, you know, how do I love better? Yeah. And I think right now we're all parents are placed in this unique position to kind of change their parenting techniques and styles with the COVID-19 has kept us all quarantined to our homes and disrupted all of our uh, routines that we've kind of settled into, especially I know we're talking about uh, sports. It's like, uh, you know, all sports in the spring were canceled. So well, my kids, you know, used to be doing their sports activities after school stuff all went out the window. So it really kind of flipped everything upside down on us. And getting into what you do here now, um, now you're involved with the, the Kill Cliff. Um, we, we see so many of the uh, sports drinks every, every time you, know, you go to the bodega. I mean, there's a, filled a whole case full of different types of sports energies, drinks and all this other stuff. And I honestly, I, I don't know what the major difference is between them. What separates Kill Cliff here from the rest of the competition that we see in that case? Plain and simple. It's a clean energy drink. You know, nothing artificial, nothing fake, no sugar. Um, you know, it's a drink that's good for you, you know, for lack of a better word, it's, it's a, um, you know, what you have in, in large, you know, in the, the brands that are dominating the space is, you know, genuinely, it's almost like an epidemic of, you know, you, you're putting bad, uh, you know, bad liquid into your body and you get bad results. It's that simple. You know, you put something that's good for you in your body and you get good results. Uh, it, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you, you know, making sure that nothing is artificial, nothing is fake, no sugar. It's way better for you than it than, uh, you know, a can that's loaded with a couple hundred milligrams of synthetic caffeine, you know, in 50 grams of sugar. I mean, we know soda is terrible for you and energy drinks are, you know, traditionally even worse. So Kill Cliff, which is the clean energy drink company, um, is really on a mission to make sure that um, not only adults, but kids have an alternative. Uh, that's that's uh, actually you know far healthier for you than uh, the the you know the traditional energy drinks. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you there too, John. What is the age recommendation that you say? When is it safe? At what age to start uh, drinking a Kill Cliff? Yeah, you know, I mean, Kill Cliff is all it's literally all natural ingredients, you know. So, um, you know, that's a, a parental decision. You know, it's it. My kids drink it, so you know they're twelve and fourteen and. I have no problem uh, giving, you know, giving them an energy drink because I know that there's, you know, nothing fake, nothing artificial in it. So 
you know that. But again, you know, parents make their own decisions on what they want to give their kids. But it's it's not like there are any ingredients that are unsafe for kids. So, you know, I would yeah. say any, but, you know, it's not pure water. So, you know, some parents, uh, you know, make their own decision. But I, you know, have no reservation saying, you know, it's perfectly fine for kids to be drinking this. And they certainly, you know, if, you, if your kid's drinking or something like a Red Bull or a Monster, like they should definitely get off of that right now and, you know, get on the Kill Cliff train. Yeah, and I think that's what it is that, that I'm getting to. I, I, I would see that. I, I don't think I would ever want to give my kid a monster energy drink. My oldest is 14. Oh. And I, I, but then at the same token, I don't want to give him a can of soda either. I think we're so much more quicker to do that. We're ready to get, say, hey, take this uh, can of Pepsi. That's just yeah. nothing but a whole can of sugar. So um, that's yeah. why I love that there's an alternative out there, too, uh, with the Kill Cliff. Uh, and, and raining it back into you here as a father, what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is it different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Yeah, you know, my I, I I would say that I'm I'm similar to the way my wife and I are similar to the way that my parents um, raised my sister and I. Um, in that, I like to give my kids a lot of freedom. I like I really I really do want my kids, you know, to feel as though they're making their own decisions, with they, which they are. Um, I I I often use the expression like, go outside, skin your knee you know, fall off your bike, do something that, you know, you got to like stretch yourself and it's okay, uh, to go out and try to figure out the world on your own. Obviously I'm here for you, but the last thing that, that I am, or, or, you know, my wife is, is a helicopter parent. We are not those parents of like constantly monitoring every single thing that they're doing. We want them to have freedom and, you know, to, we, we, I want my kid to skin their knee and to come home and have to deal with it. And, you know, to go out and meet people on their own and um, really sort of explore the world. I, I feel like that sort of mentality for, for whatever reason seems like it's a, a little bit, um, it's a little lost these days because people want to monitor their kids every second of every day. And I think that, you know, if you knew you had a, a bracelet on where everybody knew what you were doing at all times, it's it's a bit stifling. And I, I we really want our kids developing, um, you know, their own identities, their own ideas, um, and figuring out the world for themselves. Like, like I did growing up, you know, I would go outside and not have to come home till the streetlight was on, you know, the streetlight came on and you came home and your parents didn't know where you, my parents didn't know where I was. And you had to figure things out for yourself. And, you know, I'm the kind of person of what I, I don't drink alcohol. I've never done any drugs. I've never been in a fight. I've never, you know, I've, I literally have, live a good, clean life because I was able to go out, make decisions for myself. My parents didn't put up, you know, all kinds of, uh, taboos of you better not. And if you do then this, and we're going to monitor and hover, it was really make up your mind and, and stretch yourself and see what you're comfortable with. That's the kind of parent that I like to be. And we're very blessed, incredibly blessed. Our kids have a, just a fantastic head on their shoulders. I mean, they know right from wrong. They know the things to stay away from. And um, I feel very blessed. But I think a lot of that does come from giving them the latitude and the freedom to be able to make choices on their own. Yeah, well said, John. And, and you've had so much success here uh, with the sports science, now with the Kill Cliff. What are your goals? What are your plans here for the future? You know, we just moved down to uh, Atlanta in, in uh, northern Georgia. So we're actually really loving uh, the community down here. We lived in, uh, grew up in Virginia, moved to California, moved to Salt Lake City, lived in Manhattan for a while. 
um, and we moved down to uh, Georgia. Just we like to change things up. So uh, you'll be seeing a lot of things coming, uh, you know, down coming your way through Killcliffe and also a bunch of other projects uh, that I'm working on. But you know, just want to keep doing positive things, spreading positive energy, uh, and making sure that everything that I do, I want my kids to be able to watch and be proud. Awesome. Yeah. And again, I'm going to drop the link to the Kill Cliff in the description of today's podcast episode. Last thing I want to hit you with here, John, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Don't be scared. You know, don't be scared. I certainly was scared going into it. Um, there's nothing to be scared of. It when when whenever you hear buddies or somebody saying, Oh my God, you know, now your whole life is gonna change. That's right. Your whole life is going to change for the better. And just remember that, that there are phases to life. And this is a phase when you look back, if you, you know, if you look, being a dad and being a parent for some people, it's not in the cards. They just never wanted to do it. They don't want it. They don't want to do it. That's fine. You, everybody's free to make their own choices. For those who are apprehensive, they want to be a father, but they're apprehensive. I can definitely tell you that there's nothing to be scared of, and it's it does change you um, every in every way possible for the better. Yeah, well said. I love the message. There's been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, John Brinkus, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. All right. God bless, guys. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to John Brinkus for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in tomorrow on the show, a fresh Frogman Friday edition with former Navy SEAL Brent Gleason returning to the show here. And next week, I'm closing it out before the summertime. I got some great guests for you. I got a five-banger coming your way. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. (laughs) 